Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. It is my pleasure to have you on board uh, in the United States, across the world. On today's episode, we're going to talk about um, Tyler Perry, monumental achievement. achievement. Um, there have been a lot of criticism towards the brother. Like I said, let me be clear. Before I begin this podcast, I have to shout out um, Jason, the Black Authority. Um, he had this podcast about we're 100 years behind. And I will dive into that. And I would like to say a shout out to Tony Talk, um, Tariq Nasheed, um, Dr. Boyce Watkins, um, Your Black View, all those people, and Yvette Cornell, Cornell if, if I'm pronouncing her name right, Yvette Cornell. That being said, those are my YouTubers I've listened to, mostly Tony Talks and um, Jason and Tarek Nasheed and Boys Whitekins. I also follow them, on, follow them on Twitter and Instagram. That being said, I do this podcast just to give you an insight what's going on in the world, in our community. Historically and modernly. Um, I don't know if I put this in the correct context, but what I'm saying is Tyler Perry is a survivor. He's a pioneer. Whether you agree with Tyler Perry, you cannot deny his consistent and his his eagerness to achieve his goal. He, this is a man who was born in Louisiana, the dirty South, the deep South. He was homeless. He slept in his car. A lot of you guys want to be Instagram famous, but a lot of you guys don't know how to put in the work to get to that status. You want the bag. You want the fame. You want all the glory, but you don't want to do the work. And we as black people, and Jason spoke about that on his um, show, we have a loser mentality. What do I mean by that? We have a crab in a bucket mentality. We're always looking for, uh, uh, we're always whining and complaining, but there's no solution. Now, back in the 60s, if you guys know what happened in the 60s, during the so-called civil rights uh, march, Martin Luther King in 67, he had realized that he had sold us, he, he, the deal that he signed with the Congress was a bad deal. Economically speaking, integration, like I told you guys before, integration was really bad, terribly wrong on a spiritual level, on a mental level, on a financial level. It was wrong for us to integrate into white society. Prior to integration, black people were doing well collectively. We have black businesses, black, you know, banks, black, you know, everything. Whether mostly in the South, you know, we're talking about North Carolina. You talk about Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, all those states I just mentioned, Arkansas, Texas, black people, Oklahoma, the list goes on and on. They were doing very well prior to integration. Now, that being said, we, we're going to talk about Tyler Perry. This might take me an hour, maybe less. I'm going to dive in on this. Now, collectively, we have a lot of ground to cover. We have over 100 years we have to cover. And how we're going to cover it is through reparation. I repeat, how we're going to cover those ground financially is through reparation. Reparation is due now, not tomorrow, 
not next week, not next year, next month or next year. Reparation is due right now. The U.S. government needs to give the Negro American reparation ASAP. I repeat, the U.S. government needs to give reparation to the Negro American ASAP. Now, let's move on. We're going to talk Tyler Perry. Now, what is the Puerto Rican to this thing right now? He bought the land in Georgia, right? Because that's where the studios are. They're in Georgia. And they are the largest. Um, it's, it's bigger than the Paramount Warner Brothers combined, according to records. It's a big studio. Now, the Puerto Rican and this... This used to be a military base, a Confederate military base. He's a man who grew up in the South. Now he's the owner of the whole lot. And that's what I'm saying. Whether you agree with me, I don't agree with the, you know, the image that he portrayed as far as wearing the dress. I think it's condescending. I don't get the message. I don't think you have to wear a dress to be funny. But as a businessman, we're talking about business right here. As a businessman, the brother is smart. He did the right thing. A lot of you guys want to do stuff fast and quick. No. There's a lot of work need to be done. Success does not come overnight. It comes with a lot of failures, a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of loss at times. So just because a person is successful, you have to look at the background. How did they get there? Was it, the, was it, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice the guys make to get to where it is. And here you are, you know, you whining guys, hey, you know, uh, Tyler Perry red dresses, <laughs> no shit. Uh, you know, Tyler Perry might be gay. He doesn't live in Atlanta. <laughs> gay or not, that's irrelevant. Is he a businessman? Hell yeah, he's a smart businessman. You can't deny that. You cannot refute that. He's a smart businessman. He aligns himself with people that's doing business. And he's doing it the right way. Now, symbolically, this is a big win for us collectively. But economically speaking, we still have a lot of land to cover. This is why I'm so adamant about us getting reparation. When I say us, not me per se, but us Negro American. We're not talking about African here. We're talking about Negro American. ADOS. That being said, the brother have put in the work. He's starting the chitlin circuit in the South, doing plays. He's a producer. He's a playwriter. So you have seen his shows. Most of his base is women. Let's be clear on that. That's where he's making, I'll say 85% of his money would come from the black woman in the South. So that's where he make his, his majority of his money. Then he have like over like 25 movies he made over the past decades, uh, 15, 20 years now. So the brother have been working. He have been working nonstop, twenty four seven. So you cannot deny his hustle. <clears throat> Excuse me. You cannot de- deny his work ethic. His work ethic is impeccable. That is what it is, that is true. His work ethic is impeccable. You cannot refute that. The brother goes in and align himself with the white people at the right time to get him where he's at right now. You can hate. You can criticize. He wear dresses. He wear woman panties. He wear heels. He wear makeup, eyelashes, wigs. It doesn't freaking matter. What matters is he's getting shit done. You know, he's getting the work done. 
Me, myself, I do not support this buffoonery. I don't support this cross-dressing nonsense. I do not support it. But when it comes to business, the brother is getting... And one thing you have to... He, he, he could have done it anywhere else. He chose, he chose Atlanta. He's not from Atlanta. He could have done it in Louisiana. He could have done it in Alabama. He could have done it in Tennessee. He could have done it in New York. But he chose Atlanta. And then that's going to create a lot of, of job for the subcontractors in the movie industry, the black playwriters, the, the, the actors and actresses, the directors, the studios, you know, all those stuff is going to create a lot of job for black people. I want, I, only thing I'm, I want to question, I want to see which board members, are they white or are they black? You know, distribution, distribution, who's doing this distribution now? If you go get, if he get, if he distribute his own shit, I mean, this brother right here is on a verge of becoming a trillionaire. I didn't say billionaire, a trillionaire. Here's another thing that we have to, we have, we need to stop as black business people. When you own a business, you do not sell it to another ethnic group. You know why? You destroy the future of that community. I always speak about Barry Gordy selling Motown to the white counterparts in LA. BET selling BET to Viacom, which is a Jewish company. So those are the things I hate when black people does. We are the only people that does that nonsense. Other Japanese don't do that. Go, go try to buy Toyota. I'll wait. They ain't going to sell it to you. Go try to buy Lexus. Japanese ain't going to sell you Lexus. Go try to buy the New York Times. The Jewish ain't going to give you New York Times. Go try to buy it. They ain't going to sell it to you. They'll sell it to another Jew. Go try to buy Paramount. Uh, they ain't going to sell you Paramount or Disney. They ain't going to sell you those things. We always want to sell to the highest bidder. It, it, got to, it destroyed the community, the future of the community. When you have a business, you look for another smart business, black person that can take on that business, that can further that business. You don't go sell it to another person, another race. Now, you can do a partnership, but you don't sell the company out to another... Like Motown, what Motown did was unprecedented. Here's a man who, who from Detroit, he built this base. He had this large following. He had a group of artists who made him hundreds of millions of dollars. And here he is, he sold the company to a white company. I think it's EMI, if I'm not mistaken. So, that being said, whether you like Tyler Perry or not, the guy is a businessman. You can't refute that unless you're an oxymoron. That's the only way you can refute it. He's a businessman. He came from Louisiana. He grew up in an in a abusive home. His mother, he raised him as a boy. Now he's an adult. He's married, happily married. I don't think he's married, but he has a girlfriend. But I'm not going to talk about his personal life. I don't care about that. That's irrelevant. But what I, I will say that as a businessman, the guy is doing a damn job. You may not agree with what he's doing. You may not like him as a person. All those things. are He don't care about those things. The thing is that he's providing job in the black community. Whenever you give your people jobs, I'm not going to hate it. I don't care how you do it. I'm not going to hate it. You giving jobs to your community, you bringing money 
to your community as a black person, I'm not going to hit your hustle. I'm not. I won't hit it. Tyler Perry needs to be celebrated while he's alive. Now, when it comes to the course dressing, the image that he sent out is a wrong image. Because, I, you know, if you have listened to my podcast, I've talked about this before. And other YouTubers, I've talked about that. The image, you know, we don't have to wear a dress to be funny. Like uh, Dave Chappelle said, you do not have to wear a dress to be funny. Dave Chappelle said it in the Oprah show. So that being said, that's a trend that's been going on with Eddie Murphy. It's been going on with uh, Kevin Hart as, as of recent. They all have wear, wore a dress just to be fun. You know, they have wore a dress here and there. That being said, we as black people, it's a great move symbolically, but we have a lot of cro- uh, ground to cover. We have a lot of ground to cover when it comes to businesses and building our community. What is a community? A community is what you own and run. If you don't own the land, you don't own the businesses, it's not a community. We have neighborhoods. We don't have, black people don't have neighbor, uh, community. We have neighborhoods. We used to, but we don't have community nowadays. We have neighborhoods. We have neighborhood, not community, because we don't own shit, we don't run shit. Only a few of us that run some stuff, that own some stuff. You only want on 1%. I will be doing a, um, a series I will call The Negro Wake Up Call. It's a series I'm going to be doing. I might do it. I, I might start doing it this week. It's going to be a three-part series. We're going to talk about the 60s and, the, and you know, we're talking about black code laws and Jim Crow laws. We're going to talk about the election. All that's going to go in that series, Negro Wake Up Call. Stay tuned for that Negro Wake Up Call series by John Rosenberg. Now, Tyler Perry been doing this for over 20 years. Over 25 years, to be exact. He's been hustling. He's been out there in the chicken circuit, going from, you know, different uh, states, cities, doing his plays. Like I said, his audience is mainly black women. And he have got a lot of flack from a lot of black women lately. You guys are haters. Why are you guys hating a brother like that? The guy is creating job for the community. Now, you may not like his, his opinion. You may not like what he's doing. You may not like his course dressing. You know, you may not like none of the above. But one thing you cannot deny, the brother is a smart businessman. I repeat, the brother is a smart businessman. He aligned himself with other people that can take him to the next level. Now, the brother was sleeping in his car. Now, he have a G6. A G6 is a very expensive jetliner. It's a, it's a very expensive private jet. I think it's about $60 million. That's the base price, a $50 million base price. He have a G6. You know, he have a big, one of the biggest mansion in Atlanta. I've seen the mansion. The brother, you guys are so caught up with this emotion. You guys are so emotional. Because like, like Jason said, I don't care about what he does. Let's look at the nitty-gritty. The nitty is he a smart businessman? Hell yeah. Is he producing? He's producing. The guy's making money. He's creating jobs. He's creating generation wealth. Now, we have to look who's his board members. That's the only thing I might question. 
who is the board members? Who is this distribution? Distribution is very powerful. Now, if he go get his license to distribute his own shit, I mean, this brother's about to be a trillionaire. If he go get his own distribution license and distribute his own movies throughout the world, that's what I would advise him. I was like, brother, Tyler, Tyler, listen to me, brother. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I'm just giving you advice. Who's these, uh, who are your distributors? I would suggest that you get you a, a, a lawyer and go get you a distribution license. And you distribute your own movies from now on. Not Warner Brothers or Paramount. You distribute your own movies. That's the only advice I will give him. After that, I'm not going to give him any critique about his business. The guy is a smart businessman. Whether you like him or not, that's irrelevant. He's a hustler. He's persistent and consistent. He's been doing this for decades. He's starting his car. That just shows you the testimony, the testimony of perseverance. He persevered throughout the pain, the loss, the headache. He persevered. He's in inspiration nonetheless. Yes, you can look at you can look at Tyler Perry's life as an inspiration to motivate you, to get you out of bed every morning, to move you. And there's countless of others you can use as a, as a template. But he's in the modern age, he's the perfect template to use. He's the Madam C.J. Walker of this, this generation. Yes, he is. So Dr. Claude Anderson talk about economic inclusion. Buying Island, he talk about economic inclusion. Why do you think he's still Comcast and all those big companies for $20 billion? Because during, after reconstruction, there was a law that was put in place. The 1866, which I'll do a podcast on that. The 1866 Civil Act. Uh, uh, Act law. He went and got the 1866 Civil Civil Rights Act law. He used that to sue those companies. And I think that that should be a template for everybody in the black community, particularly Negro American. They should use that in court to sue other companies. We're not asking for a handout. We need economic inclusion. This is why I tell you guys when a, when a candidate, whether there's a senator, a mayor, a police chief, whoever a president running for president for, for high off. When they come to your neighborhood asking you to cast your vote, say, what do you have for us, economically speaking? What do you have for the, our community? Because we are like 100 years behind. This is what J- Jason tried to correlate. This is what he tried to convey to the listeners. He said, yes, symbolically, Tyler Perry Studio is a great thing, symbolically. I fuck with that. But we're still 100 years behind, collectively. We're 100, over 100 years behind. That's why I told you guys, reparation is due now. It's not due tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Reparation for Negro American is due now. Call your congressman, your senator, and tell them, your mayor of your city, say reparation is due now. We need to be out there. We need to go to Washington and, and request that. We need to go to Capitol Hills. We need to go to Capitol Hill and say, listen, we need reparation now. The Japanese got reparation for Hiroshima. We didn't do that. The Vietnamese got reparation. The so-called Jewish, they got reparation. Everybody got reparation but except for the Negro American. It is imperative that the Negro American get reparation now. Now, not tomorrow, not next week, now. 
This is what we're talking about, economic inclusion. All those crime that happen in the community, what is the, what is the, what is the common de- denominator? Lack of want, lack of money. I told you guys in my podcast, thanks to Reverend Ike, Ike, he said, he said, it's not the love of money that's the root of evil, it's the lack of money. When you don't have, you have a tendency to do illegal things, prostitution, gambling, robbing people, selling drugs. Those are the things you allude to because you have no money. You become desperate. That's why it is imperative that we have economic inclusion. It is imperative that we have economic across the board. Not just only one way, across the damn board. White people had had a hundred years head start. Some might say 150 years head start. Is that you running a marathon? The person have two miles ahead of you. It's gonna be hard for you to catch up, especially if you are if if if, if you are their prime. If they are their prime, it's gonna be hard for you to catch them up. So that's this whole thing. You know, we getting little crumbs here and there. We don't need crumb. We need the meat. We need the potato. We don't need the crumbs. For for many years, for many centuries now, we've been getting the crumbs off the table. It's time we demand change. We demand change now. It is time we get reparation. African here, when African come here, they're about themselves. They call you a kata. Those are katas. But one thing they, they fail to realize you come on the back of black American. The Chinese, the Korean, they all come back on the back of black American. The black American is the glue that keeps this country together. Without this glue, this country will be decimated. Did you know that a lot of countries, they're scared of attacking American? You know why they're scared of attacking American? Because of black American, Negro American specifically. Because they know that Hitler was going to drop a bomb in America. Did you know that? Hitler was going to drop a bomb. You know why he said? America got godchildren in hostage. That's why Hitler didn't drop a bomb on America. I know your teacher didn't tell you that in history class, but I, you can go look it up for yourself. There's many countries who refrain from dropping bombs on this country because of the Negro American. Because the Negro American is the only group that went on to perpetual slavery. African didn't go to perpetual slavery. They didn't have no black coast law in Africa. They didn't have no Jim Crow in Africa. They didn't have none of those things in Africa. But when they come here, and those Africans that come here, those are the elites. Those are your upper middle class Africans that come here, by and large. Because they came from a war bloodline. When they come here, I told you guys last time, the relationship between West African and African American. In Nigerian American, those like to call people are kata. Those are katas. That being said, Tyler Perry is a genius. He's a pioneer. He needs to be celebrated. I'm not telling you to support that cross dressing nonsense. I, I don't support it. Whether he's gay or not, a downer brother, that's his prerogative. I'm not his wife. I'm not his girlfriend. I don't get why he does behind closed door. But as a businessman, we need to evaluate him as a businessman. We need to analyze him as a businessman. He's a great businessman. He persevered. He worked hard. He aligned himself with the white people to get to where he is now. 
like I said, I would say the, po- the poetic justice in this whole civil lining is that he's a man who grew up in the deep south. He ended up buying land, a former Confederate base stronghold. Now he's the owner of the whole base. That's the that's the poetic justice in this whole story. It's inspirational. We all need to look look at this guy. And say you know what? I can do this too. If he can do it with hard work and perseverance, I can do it with hard work and perseverance. Don't hate on the guy. A lot of us have a crab mentality. We like to critique of one another. Or like Baron Allen, he married to a white woman. Well, he's doing good things. Okay, he's suing Comcast. Did you sue Comcast? No, he did not. Did you know about the 1866 um, civil rights law? Did you know about that? You don't know about it because you don't read. You're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, goofing around. You're on Facebook, twerking. You didn't look that shit up. But he looked it up with his lawyers. And he dropped the bum on those, those companies. He's going to be he's going to win the case. He will, Byron Allen will win that case. He's, on, he's well on his way. I think that he's taking it to the Supreme Court now. Because those companies, they are racist as hell. They give you little crumbs here and there. And they, make, they hire one black Negro, like, oh, yeah, yeah we, we have diversity. We have, like, uh, Taiwan and Shaniqua and, and on the front office. Negro, please. We need economic inclusion. Before I live here, I must say this. Whether you hate, whether you like Tyler Perry or not, whether you like his coarse dressing, his, all his wig wearing, that's irrelevant. One thing you have to take away from this man, he's a, he's a pioneer, he's, he's persevere. He took hardship to setback, to sacrifices. He made the sacrifice. Now he's a successful story for us to look at as, as inspiration. We need to be inspired by Tyler Perry. Don't hate on him. Because a lot of us, we like to hate and hate and hate. And we don't have no solution. We have this, um, this loser mentality. We like to hate on each other, critique each other. Hey, look at her. Oh, she's a lesbian. Oh, she like a lot of men. She used to twerk. Is she producing? Does she have a business? I fuck with her. She making money? She have a business? I fuck with her. I don't care what she does behind closed door. That's her business. Is she a career and job in the community? Or his career and job in the community? I don't care if he's an ex-banger, an ex-drug dealer. I don't care. He's making money for the community. He's putting people to work. That's all I care about. By the end of the day, we need to have Congress for reparation. We need to go to Capitol Hill. That's why I tell you guys, this is a perfect year. 2020 is a perfect year for us to gather lives together and have one code of conduct and say enough is enough of this nonsense. We're going to take this to Capitol Hill. We demand reparation now. Call your congressman, your senator, your mayor, your governor of your state. Ask them. We demand demand it. We're not asking you. We're telling you. We need reparation ASAP. Not to tomorrow, not next week, not next year, next month or next year. We need reparation now. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in. Take care.